Hello everybody, this is Patrick Motes, sports editor for the Bell Ringer newspaper with another edition of the Sports Squad from Augusta University's Department of Communication and Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. Today the Sports Squad will discuss the Augusta University volleyball team, Peach Belt Conference Tournament champion, the AU men's cross-country team's performance in the national championship of the weekend, AU women's basketball getting, up, getting the upset win at Wingate, and the men preparing to host Benedict tomorrow night along with Ronald Acuna's winning the NL MVP and briefly some college football. Joining the squad today are Bell Ringer sports writers Justin Gray, Carlos Rodriguez, and Rachel Carmen. Guys, how are we doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. All right, cool. So uh, to start off, we're going to start off with men's uh, cross country. So Carlos, uh, this was your last race as an Augusta Jaguar. Um, for those that don't remember or didn't catch the last show, it was in Joplin, Missouri, and uh, we kind of talked about some goals that we had, and, and so now that we've been out there, we know what happened, and it was, I would say it was a successful trip, you know, just go ahead and give me your thoughts and, and how you're feeling and stuff, just come, a few days coming off the race and stuff, and just kind of how you're letting everything sink in and process. Yeah, I thought the team uh, did really good. I felt like nobody gave up. Um, we kept fighting throughout the race. Um, you know, I felt like we put ourselves in good position, especially like the top top group. Um, you know, Avery, um, Brandon, and Jordan really got out fast, and then we worked well. You know, you and myself worked together throughout. Like I think the whole first seven k, we we're just right with each other every split. Um, so I think that's one thing we did well was just working together and keep fighting. Um, obviously, it was a tough course with a lot of dust and stuff kicking up. Um, so I mean, it was challenging, but I feel like I really love the way we we fought out there, and it obviously showed out showed off you know with us getting 15th as a team um the second uh highest finish in school history which was really cool to see um i still think though we you know we had more potential i felt like we could have been like a top 10 team honestly um obviously just sometimes it doesn't go your way personally i feel like i didn't have my greatest day um which i like you know was my last race so i kind of wish i would have had a better day but um i was still happy to see the team get you know the second highest finish and i'm just excited to see how y'all do next year yeah it was definitely a great day and i, I know that I remember feeling like, you know, I was really glad to be able to work with you during that race, too, because I felt like we kept switching off a lot and who was going to lead and stuff like that, too. And I know that you helped me a lot, like, because I remember, like, because that, that race, for anybody who can't really tell, and I was talking to some of the guys on the team, and they said the live stream was really hard to tell how how hilly the course actually was. So, uh, you know, kind of give your thoughts about just how, like, kind of how sneaky hilly it was. It, it, it wasn't the worst that we've ever run. I felt like it was easier than our conference and regional course but it, it was it was tougher than i think a lot of people gave it credit for yeah i felt like it was a little tougher too with having so many people in the race i mean like you can sometimes you can't even see in front of you so like it kind of like sneaks up on you like you said um but i mean i feel like ung did prepare us and stuff like that but i mean just that magnitude of a race i think it just changes the whole kind of you know concept of how you race and stuff like that so i mean i feel like it was a little challenging with what was at stake and stuff like that yeah um but i feel like you know, like i said i mean I, th I still think we did good we were able to you know move up especially you know you i saw you know moving up a lot throughout that last 3k picking off a lot of people um and i would say even though like myself i feel like i didn't have my best day like i know in the last 1k or whatnot i think i passed like three or four people and we only got 15 by four points so you know that could have made a difference right there too so i feel like the you know knowing that we needed to pick off those spots is what you know kind of carried us and stuff and i feel like with everybody if we hadn't moved up you know we would have had a worse day so i feel like like i said i like the effort that everybody had to you know know that we are we got to pick some people off and make some moves in like that last uh stretch yeah for sure and i i thought that everybody stepped up and like you said did their job and and nobody quit um i think one of the parts about that race that i think a lot of people would understand but wouldn't understand Describe that start to me because we started going downhill and then we immediately hit an uphill and then I think 
we hit the largest crowd, the loudest crowd I've ever heard. So describe that to me because it, it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean that atmosphere was really loud. You really couldn't hear anything, what was going on and stuff like that. And I mean, this is crazy because I felt like we all got out in a really good start. Um, you know, obviously you, me, and Thomas and Andrew were with each other, and we came through in like 4:47 in the mile. And I'm thinking like, all right, we're probably like within like the top 120 at least and stuff. And I think a little bit after we heard we was like 170-ish. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy to see how fast it went out and stuff like that. It just shows you like that the national championship meet is just a different type of level that, you know, it's going to go out super fast and you got to be ready for it and stuff. So, I mean, um, yeah, it was, it's, you can't compare it to anything. We, we don't race nothing like that at all, um, all year. And I even feel like compared to last year, I feel like this year was even a little bit more like loud and stuff like that because everything was, you know, uh, spread out and stuff um, so it was just super loud and I think the atmosphere was way way bigger than it was last year yeah I totally agree too and I think uh, even though that last year's course was probably more spectator friendly mm -hmm. uh, when with the way this course was designed with all the like the switchbacks and stuff in it um, in the middle part of the course I felt like it did allow a lot of people um, to be able to like kind of jump through and being able to like because i remember coach was kind of standing in that position and I'm, they could just turn right around and catch us again so i felt like that was that was really cool to have too but uh yeah that that, that was loud and, and i was like i couldn't even think straight like i couldn't even focus on like like it was complete sensory overload because like we started in a dead sprint like down a hill and then we immediately went up and then it was just so loud like i could not i i couldn't think i couldn't even focus on i had a hard time focusing on what was going on and there was just so many people, you know, shoving and, and jostling and stuff. It was, there was a lot going on too. So I, I felt like personally, I felt like that first lap was really stressful because once we kind of settled into that second one, we were able to move up and like kind of just feel out the race more and get more comfortable there. And I feel like once you did it, it got a little bit easier. Yeah. And I would say too, like, I mean, it's just cool to see the improvement from last year. You know, I felt like that just shows the experience of the team too. You know, we, we had all seniors and all juniors line up um for the race on saturday and stuff so it just shows up you know it's five of our second time at nationals and obviously jordan uh robertson and brandon martin was their first time there mm -hmm. but they you know did really good um but I, it just shows you know like how much we improved from you know last year to this year and stuff and how uh how much we gained and stuff and i like i said earlier i mean i can't wait to see what y'all do next year just because you know i'm the only one leaving out of this top seven so everybody else that ran this past weekend will be here next year so like i really i was telling people like i really think like next year will be the year that it'll be the highest finish in school history like i could see another 10 plus uh jumps in that you know team standings what are your thoughts on that yeah i definitely think that as everybody as long as everybody stays healthy and they remain positive and they focus on the goal of you know let's make this the highest finish and, and even maybe try and make a podium run for it. I think, I mean, Avery Jane's finished 56 overall. Like he's knocking on the front door. He's 16 spots off of an all American spot. Uh, Brandon Martin and Jordan Robertson uh, were both within like the top 100. And I think they'll make leaps and bounds next year as well. Um, and the, like you said, that was, since that was their first time, they looked, they looked like seasoned veterans out there. Like they didn't look like they were stressed at all in that, in that regard. They didn't let the moment like out, outdo them. Um, and I know that like myself and, and Thomas and Andrew are going to really focus on like, all right, so how, how much can we close that gap by? And because that's really where more point, even more points will be scored. Uh, but it, it will be nice having everybody return back because this will be our third time doing it. Everybody knows what's up. Um, we kind of know what to expect in a more realistic environment and uh we've kind of talked to coach Bergman about it a little bit and that course goes out really fast but 
you know, you can move up in that course really, really well. So that'll, that'll be something fun to work towards. And I mean, gosh, just finishing 15th in the country from like last year at 24th and then this year, 15th, like we're definitely going in the right direction and we definitely have an excellent group of guys to do it. And I mean, honestly, kind of a chip on our shoulder too. We're all from Georgia. We're all a bunch of Georgia boys doing this. So I think that kind of helps carry us a little bit and give us a little bit of extra, like, you know, swagger to it just because it it means something more to us since we're here representing you know the home state and everybody back home but i i'm just thrilled with the race and the way that everybody stepped up and really how how serious people took it like i i thoroughly enjoyed the trip it felt like just a good family trip but it felt like a business trip and the way that everybody like like i think look thinking about last year's like when we're at the tent and on the starting line this year felt like every other race. Like it felt like we had that race vibe. Last year felt a little bit different, <laughs> but I, I was I was just glad that everybody stepped up and and we were able to pull through and stuff. And because I thought we were going to get like 18th, because that's what we were currently in at the race. And then when we finished, and my parents came like, "We think you got 15th," and we we're like, "I was like, are you sure about that?" And they're like, "We looked," and so that was a really awesome feeling to to say. Because I mean top 15 in the country you know that's that's something really respectable and i know that for you in your last race you know i know that we wanted top 10 and i i do think that we could have definitely you know if everybody just had an absolute crazy day i definitely do think that we are capable of that um but i think walking out knowing that you had you were part of the second highest you know finishing school history and 15th like there's nothing you can you can be upset about and i i I think that's just a great story ending career right there for sure for sure Okay, so moving on next to uh, AU women's vo- uh, excuse me basketball, Justin, what you got for them? They um, traveled on the road this past weekend to Wingate, who's the number fourteen team in the country, and they took them down by nine points, and they even led by twelve at one point in the game. Uh, really dominated the whole game. Um, Autumn Phillips had uh, twenty six points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and three steals. So five forced turnovers by herself on the defensive side and then had 26 points on the offensive side. Um, that was her first big game of the year. It had been uh, been Kennedy Manning to this point, but um, she stepped up when she had some foul trouble and uh, played really well. The Jags had 16 points off the bench to Wingate's only two. So that was the biggest, biggest stat, in my opinion, in the game because the Jags had some – Ladies step up off the bench. They shot at 48% from the field and 47% from the three. So that's the best they've shot all year. They really just had their best game against their best opponent so far, and that was a really good win on the resume. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome win. And I and the uh, the 16 points off the bench really stuck out to me too, just because that really shows that the women's team has some depth and that you know they can they can comfortably sub in players and know that they can still continue to to score points and be effective on the court. Uh, while they let their starters rest and, and rotate through and be able to constantly put pressure on the opposing right. team. Um, the AU men's basketball team also has got some stuff coming up too. Yes. Uh, what you got for them? They play tomorrow night, November 21st. It's their home opener. It's okay. at 7.30 p.m. And um, <clears throat> this is a big one, not only because the Jags need to bounce back from their loss last week against a good 3-0 and Benedict um, squad, but this will be the 1,000th. 1,000th program win for Augusta if they win the game. So, obviously, that's a major milestone in basketball. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think that'll be fun to watch. I I expect a pretty good crowd with that, knowing that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then some stats I just wrote down is there's another size advantage. Their best player, their center, is 6'8", and Max Max is 6'10", and he's dominated the boards against guys shorter than him this year. So I think you got to feed the big man, especially tomorrow night, and I think Kirby has his best game yet this year. Yeah, I was about to ask, if, if do you see anybody just having a really big game with it, just so much revolving around this home opener, thousandth win? Like You'd think that someone like, uh, Kirby will step up and, and, and put on a show for the crowd? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Um, he's played good, but he hasn't been like – he hasn't just come out and dominated the game yet. And I he's been in some foul trouble. I expect tomorrow night to be his biggest game. And like me and Josh talked about last week, uh, he texted me after the game and said, I promise I'm going to be different next week. <laughs> so, you know, it's always good to see confidence from a guy like that. And I just feel like it's a really good matchup for him and his athleticism, and I feel like he has at least 20 points and a double-double. Yeah, we're definitely excited to see how both the men's and women's basketball team uh, you know, kick off their season, and both seem to be off to a very strong start this year. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on, on the women's too because that, that win over Wingate, that's mm-hmm. that's a big-time deal right big, there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so awesome to see them continue to succeed. So moving forward, uh, we're going to talk about uh, women's volleyball. Mm-hmm. Rachel, what do you have for them? It was a very big weekend. Yes, it was. For the first time in history, AU Volleyball has won both the regular season championship and the tournament title. Huge deal. Um, I think last week on the podcast, Madeline was talking about how much that meant to her and Coach Quarles and just the team in general. And they were able to bring it home, and that's very exciting for them. Um, recapping the games that secured AU that win, the Jags first swept Flagler in three sets. Um, it was a very tense game, but AU was able to hold on and hold out to the win in three sets. The points were 25-16, 25-22, 25-23. So you see Flagler kind of getting better throughout the sets, really trying to fight hard for it. You know, they're Jordan Berglund. She's incredible. She had 12 kills. And then for AU, um, Sophia Kretschko had nine. Alethees had 15 digs. Madeline Eaton had three blocks. And John V.A. Bugs had 30 assists. So we're still seeing fantastic numbers from AU. It was a great game overall. But AU was able to win and move on to the finals against Lander, who swept Aiken. Um, and now this was a very tense game. It went to five sets. The set points were 25-20, 21-25, 23-25, 25-21, and 15-12. So we see AU come out strong in that first set, take it, um, Lander at 20. And in those next two sets, Lander Lander took it from him, and it, it was very tense in the crowd. Everyone was kind of really nervous, not sure what was going to happen because these teams are very well evenly matched, and it, it was a fantastic game to watch. But AU was able to bring it out in those last two sets. Um, it was it was a fantastic game. We unfortunately saw an injury with Ali Thies. She collided with um, Abby Levine's at the net and had a back injury, and her back was already kind of sore from just the week that they had in general. So she was taken out, and they brought in Mara Zinner, um, who hasn't played a set since the Pacer Invitational back in September. Um, so it's been a lot of games since we've seen her play. She did a great job. I think she's a wonderful addition to the team. So it was really it was nice to see her her play. Um, some other key players for that match for AU was Jasmine Wheeler. We, she had uh, 14 kills. Dariana Luna had 31 digs. Eden had 10 blocks, and John Vier Bugs had 41 assists. So it was it, they were fighting hard, and they played very well. 
Um, I think this season overall will go down in history as one of the best. Um, Coach Corals had her 300th win with that match against Flagler, so congrats to her. Um, they're some of the best players in the nation. Um, Madeline Eden, who not only was named tournament MVP for the PBC um, tournament, was also or is also the sixth in the country for blocking percentage. Dariana Luna is 14th for digs per set. And Jasmine Wheeler is just sweeping them across the board. She's 25th in kills per set, 29th in attacks per set, and 22nd in points per set. So huge honors all around. Um, I think AU has a fantastic team. And we're not done with them. We still see um, a lot coming up. Next is the Southeast Regionals. And AU will find out um, where they stand and also where the regionals will be hosted um, tonight at 7.30 in the NCAA Selection Show. So... Stay tuned and stay ready to continue to support the Jags as they continue to perform well this season. Yeah, it um, was um, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. Uh, we were watching the the championship game uh, in the Steak and Shake after we after our race <laughs> in uh, in Joplin. Yeah. and uh, I remember being like we were all huddled around the phone, the live stream, and it was it was awesome to see them win and stuff. I mean, it was a stressful game. Yes, uh, we watched as much of it as we could, and uh, I remember being like when they won like it was it was awesome we mm-hmm. were all super excited and i know they were super excited too so we were really glad that they could bring home that championship because i know that that will help them uh, hopefully host the region tournament yes. um that is that is the goal so hopefully they will uh host that but yeah congratulations to the women's volleyball team on that um moving forward uh justin uh we'll talk a little bit about college football and the georgia bulldogs um College football is heating up. We're moving into the final week of uh, the regular season, uh, rivalry week. Uh, kind of a recap: uh, Georgia played Tennessee on Saturday. They absolutely throttled them, thirty-eight to ten, with Carson Beck going twenty-four for thirty, two hundred ninety-eight yards, no picks, three touchdowns. And uh, that Tennessee front is a good front mm-hmm. at Neyland Stadium. Uh, I watched uh, most of that game once I got back to the hotel mm-hmm. and stuff, and uh, I, I thought that. Once they got going, I, I did see, though, when they got the, the, the return, I was like, oh, gosh, it's going to be one of these days. Uh-oh, here it goes. But then, you know, once once they started rolling, especially in that second quarter, and, and, and the dogs just seemed to continue to dominate on third down, both offensively and defensively. So what, what did you see out of that game? I think Carson Beck's been tremendous. I'd argue he his this season from him be, was better than any of Stetson Bennett's seasons. He's just been that good. Um I think Georgia really needs to get him back next year and not let him go to the draft, which I think he'll stay. But um, I think that Tennessee's inability to throw the football is what really got them. I mean, you, you've got to be able to do both things against Georgia because they're just that good on defense. They have been the last three or four years. So um, what I saw was just dominance from Georgia, and they're hitting their stride at the right time. Mm-hmm, for sure. I, uh, I definitely think that Georgia is the best matchup team in the country um i definitely think when it comes to one-on-one matchups and schemes i definitely think that with kamari lassiter and malachi starks and javon bullard and uh williams up front like i I do think that they have the best Mm one-on-one matchups and it's it's showing uh with that old miss performance the Mm -hmm. other week too where they absolutely took care of business at home um so they have georgia tech coming up and it's at georgia tech uh georgia tech's actually a pretty sneaky team i think that uh, this game kind of has the potential to be kind of a slow starting game. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia is kind of notorious for uh, kind of a slow start when it comes to Georgia Tech, too. If you've looked back at the past couple of years, yeah. they have beat them pretty handily, but it, it's taken a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Georgia Tech will give them an absolute fight because they, they've beat some very well-respected teams this year, okay. especially when those teams were in their stride and stuff. Uh, but Georgia Tech also, they've also lost some games too that you just kind of scratch your head about. So I think that'll that'll be a good game to watch. We always love good old-fashioned hate. Um, just some more college football, just to kind of catch you up and stuff. Uh, so we've got Michigan-Ohio State coming up this week. Yep. That'll be a really big game because that will determine uh, who plays in the Big Ten. Yep. And ultimately gets a spot in the college football right. playoff so that'll be big uh and jim harbaugh in his suspension mm-hmm. uh will not be coaching so we'll see how that plays out because michigan really didn't play a phenomenal game against maryland they only beat him by one possession yeah they haven't looked good the last two weeks they haven't thrown the ball i mean i think they've had like 29 attempts in the last two games throwing the ball and they've thrown the ball for 200 yards in total so if they can't throw the ball I think Ohio State can take it. But, again, Michigan's physicality has been what's beaten Ohio State the last two years, and I think that could play a major factor again. Yep, and then uh, so we'll see with the college football playoff committee tonight what they say. Uh, I think the Bo Nix uh, Heisman hype is really ramping up. I think Michael Penix is definitely uh, playing well, but Bo Nix just seems to be taking another level with that Oregon offense. Um, and even the Jalen Daniels, too. Let's yeah. not sleep on him down at LSU. He's been playing really well and out of his mind, too. Uh, so I, th- I think that, unfortunately, Florida State will drop and be out uh, with Jordan Travis. If anybody didn't see it on social media, went down with a nasty, gruesome knee oh. injury, leg oh. injury. It was all over the place. So I'm thinking that he's out for the season, and he's a huge part of that offense. Um, so I do think that Washington will move up into that number four spot. Yeah. Um because they, they do have that edge over Oregon, and I think that that should be rightly so. So it'll be interesting to see how everything shapes up, and then in two weeks we, they have the SEC Championship, Georgia versus Alabama. That's going to be an absolute uh, night show because Georgia and the electric team they've been, Alabama's defense is outstanding this year, and it'll be really – and Jalen Milrow has been hitting He's his hit stride. His stride right. He's finally hit his stride, and that Alabama offense seems to be clicking. So I think uh, that, that could well be – be the national championship right, yeah. this year you know that could be the best game of the year we'll see how everything shakes out i'll be interested to see how uh michigan and ohio state go uh i think i'm going to take ohio state in this game uh I, I do think that they're going to march into ann arbor and i do think that they're going to pull off the upset i think Kyle cords finally getting comfortable in that mm-hmm. offense marvin harrison jr is just outstanding and that halfback i forgot his name i, I should uh, blake Corum. yep Mm-hmm. I think he'll do really well, too. And I think Michigan will throw down an absolute fight, too. Um, but I think it's kind of obvious at this point that uh, J.J. McCarthy definitely needs Jim Harbaugh or they don't trust J.J. McCarthy quite as much. Yeah. So it'll, we got some really good matchups coming up, and I know that uh, everybody will be on Thanksgiving break yeah. watching that. And then the last part that we'll just briefly talk about uh, is Ronald Acuna wins the NL MVP. Uh, very well-deserved. Um, I'm pretty sure it was unanimous. It was. It was it unanimous. Was, yeah. So Okay, so people had their heads on straight for that mm-hmm. one. He did win it. Uh, because I think the whole sports world would have erupted if he did not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Um, Marcelo Zuna actually got a ninth place MVP vote. I just thought wow. that was funny. All right. Well. But, um, <laughs> that was okay. Yeah. It was uh Acuna deserved it more than anybody. He had one of the greatest seasons in the history of baseball. There's no doubt he's the MVP. Yeah. So that was awesome to see. Um, yeah. And we'll see how the Braves do this off season with some pitching. I think everybody who's a Braves fan knows that they need some pitching help. Hopefully we can sign one or two really good starters, and uh, because I mean they've traded away some players, yep. so we'll see how well they do. I know they they're getting depth in relievers right now, and I think we need a few more starters than that. So we'll keep an eye on that. But you're listening to the Sports Squad from Bell Ringer Phoenix Media. Thank you for listening today. 
Thanks to our guests and panelists on, for being on the podcast. We will be back next week with another episode. The Sports Squad is a production of Bellringer Phoenix Media. The producer today was Ethan Balducci. The opinions stated here are those of the individuals, not Augusta University. You can find us at aubellringer.com, on the Augusta Press website, on Spotify, and on social media. Please send your comments to bellringerproduction at gmail.com. Have a great day and listen again soon. This is Patrick Notes saying so long. We're out.